You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, what's the uh, pre-show discussion today? Uh, Before the after-the-show discussion. Yes. How many times do I have to tell you? That's what we call it. That's what we call it around these here parts. What is it? Um, what were we just discussing? Lots of things, you have a great, actually. I was going to say, you don't have a good memory. Because you asked me what was last week's movie and you didn't remember. <laughs> That's right. And then I proceeded to tell you the last We've four. discussed a multiple number of things in the last half an hour or so. We've discussed what a gay man does or doesn't look like and why we perceive them a certain way. In reference to a discussion of because a dude is in this movie, does a voice, kind of got off on there. The guy who's in this movie, we're like, oh, that TV show's popular. We talked about hard drives, SSD drives, The Sims Medieval. It's a, a lot of discussion crammed in the last half hour or so. But none of it interesting to you people listening. <laughs> so uh, let's move on with the show. It's uh, Sunday, March the 27th, 2010. This is after the show number 165. And what is this podcast, Sid Talk? After the show. Um, that's his it, title. What is it? <laughs> oh, we're reintroducing ourselves. Yes. And who am I? Sid Talk. And who am I to you? Um, I am your wife. Correct. That, therefore, you are my husband. And this is a show... We've watched movies since we met and were married 10, 11 years ago. And every time we watch a movie, after the show, we would have a discussion. We just talk about it, what we liked, what we didn't like, blah, blah, blah. And this is tied to the website... Oh, yeah, you have a website. Oh, yeah, whatever. You have a website called ascoli.com, which is where we write the reviews for the movies. And this is the After the Show Weekly Movie we Review Podcast. Is it a review, really? Uh, I yes, guess it is. Plus some other stuff. Because I don't care about reviews, so it's really hard for me to imagine that people <laughs> might like to listen to us talk. It's kind of a review. It is a review. It is. And it's also some other stuff at the end of the review. Yeah, and there's all kinds of stuff. There's food, and there's video games, and there's meaning of life, and, 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 and... All right, so the movie we're going to be looking at this week is Tangled on Blu-ray. This is a 2010 movie. If I'm not wrong, it was nominated for Oscars in sort of some... Song, the I song, believe. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I believe it was. It's been a long time. Uh, this <laughs> is weeks. This is being released on Blu-ray on the 29th of March, which is this Tuesday coming up. Uh, it's on Blu-ray... The one we're looking at is the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. There is also available the 3D Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVD combo pack. And there's also a DVD version, just a straight-up DVD version. So if you have got one of them fancy 3D TVs, this movie was originally in the theatres in 3D. You can bring it home and see it in that 3D. You're saying that all these topics that we discuss are less interesting than that. I have to do this part. This is the... Uh, I'm just saying. This is the... Uh, That's not interesting so, to me. So, yeah, it is available in 3D because this was filmed as a 3D movie and anybody who saw it in the theatres saw it in 3D. So, uh, And you can kind of tell in parts. Oh, I can't tell at all. I, I disagree. I could. I mean, some of, the, some of the framing, I will mention later, was specifically done for 3D. I didn't I, notice. I can totally didn't even know. I didn't even recall that it was 3D, so it didn't affect Anyway, me. so you can get the 3D version... And Are we done with the sales pitch? <laughs> no, come on. It's, uh, you can get the 3D version, and it's $5 more than the Blu-ray combo pack. Where's your box? Where's your box? <laughs> he always has the box next to him. Yeah, this doesn't... None, none of them contain a digital copy, which is interesting, because Disney usually... Maybe they're done with that. Well, none of them do, so it's really odd. Um, anyway, 
So uh, it's out on Blu-ray and DVD this week, and it's from our friends at Disney, and you're going to tell us what it's about. Story of Rapunzel, but modern day-ish. It's not set in, and it's animated. It's not modern day setting, but it's got a modern attitude and a very Disney tone, and it's the story of a girl who's been kept in the castle in a tower... Her hair's been growing long, and this is sort of a take on the story. I don't know that this any of it's to do with the original story, really. You the why her hair is long and all that kind of stuff, but um, that's it. it. it is. It's the story of Rapunzel. Um, and it's also, uh, incidentally, Disney's 50th animated movie. And I thought they'd done way more than Me that. Me too. But they really have not. I mean, they, Pixar. Pixar. Disney, but they don't they include don't count, those. No, no. But uh, what Disney have done, including like from the beginning, from... Like Snow White and stuff up to now is is I I was surprised I was like surely they've done more than fifty. I guess because we think of all the short things and the things that are on television, the little fifteen minute, yeah. and thirty minute things that aren't Mickey Mouse, and, yeah, and Goofy and Pluto Mickey Mouse and hasn't had his own Fantasia. That's it though, right? There's and been no a little bit, yeah. But there there is no like huge movie with Mickey Mouse as the star. No, I'm, not, I'm surprised list. about that to be honest. Think about it. Not really, because you don't really want to. You don't want to take that character and plant him in a movie, and then that's him. Like right now, he's kind of like mm-hmm. to me overall Disney. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. You you associate him right. with it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, some interesting facts about Disney there. So um, <laughs> Tangled, the movie. What did you think of the movie? Tangled? I loved it. I really loved it. I felt I was. You know, I I'm not a sappy person, but I do like fairy tales, and it could be that. I don't know why. It's not like I read them when I was a kid or anything like that. But I just... If it's done well... And this movie's done really... You know, you're pushing the boundaries of the modern sarcasm and humor and stuff. Just barely pushing up against it there. And if it goes too far, then I don't like it. But this was just like... It took me away. And I loved the... You can pick on it for the things like, oh, look at her. She's a perfect white character girl with the long blonde hair. And look at her body and her head. She's like a... You know, she's the perfect... Well, not perfect. You can't ever look like that. She's kind of a bobblehead. But you could argue that he's Mr. Handsome. And his face, I'm telling you, I don't care what they claim. But they tried to make a specific face for this dude for this movie. Because he looks just like Prince of Persia. Not Prince of Persia, but um, Aladdin. Yeah, yeah he does look like Aladdin. Yeah, he does. Just like Aladdin, just like about 20 other male characters you've ever seen in Disney movies. So It's not a bad thing. He, he, no, he's, he works, the face works really well and all that, but I'm just saying that it's a very cookie cut. If you get over that part, the superficial part where the Disney's cramming down our throats, the image of what everybody should... Nobody... You're not going to find well, their a last lot of movie, ethnic the, diversity. The Princess and the Frog. The princess was a black princess. Yeah, no, but this isn't. Prince this one isn't, but what I mean is they One have, out of 50. Yeah, one out of 50. So there you go. But well, I'm just no. saying. Pocahontas. True. She's, you know. Native American. Yeah, well, yeah Native I mean, American. they have. They, you know, but what did the dude look like? Yeah, okay, yeah. handsome dude. I'm just saying, if you want to pick on it for that, go ahead and then take that chunk of your mind out, set it aside, and then just enjoy it. Like, because it's really... It's like... A constant flow of humor and sweetness. I yeah. Even though I <laughs> that sounds really weird, giving that out of my mouth. Even though I don't particularly like um, the traditional, as people burst into song in um, Disney 
cartoons. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed the songs yeah. in this one. I don't know why. They just melt in. That's why. Yeah. When you get it, it well, I wasn't bored when they were singing, if you know what I'm saying. And you and the same one multiple times. And there are some um, Disney songs where they start singing and I'm like, oh, please, no. I don't need any of this. But in here, it didn't affect me. I'll be honest, when I watch Cinderella, that's how I feel. Right. I get a little over overdone with the music. Beauty and the Beast also. Yes. A little you bit. Know? It's a bit too sappy. Whereas... This this. Ballad, that's what I'm saying. They're pushing up against the where you could start going. Okay, enough of that humor, enough of the fate. But it's not. It's ju- to me. It's just right and totally now, um, enjoyable. I really like this movie. Also, I didn't think I would for some reason. I was thinking, I don't know. I, I, I like the Rapunzel story. I always have since I was a kid. But I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be too cheeky, right? I, th- I thought they were going to do a Shrek kind of. I like Shrek. I I don't I. Like Shrek also, but it's it's also a bit too modern. This, they didn't go that far. Right. They didn't do Matrix and, you know, they, but they did, like, hint at some things. But um, what stuck out in my mind and what I think is amazing about this movie is um, how it looks. There was a scene, I, I, I love computer animation anyway, and I think Disney do it just as good as Pixar. I don't think this. I think Bolt and this are on a par. Oh, just, Bolt, yeah. I don't separate them. They're all really good. Um, but there was a scene in that when they go into that old bar, pub, that it looked so good. It looked like they were all action figures that were just alive. Right, yeah, like, yeah. In fact, that's what a lot of this movie looked like. Like, it was all action figures. But, like... Sometimes it looked like stop-motion animation, yet it was not. Like... Like, um, the Wicked... Do you think that has to do with that they made it originally in 3D, and so that kind of amps up the the figure? I think maybe. The shaping and the molding But I think it looked character. awesome. I mean, there were scenes, like they said, the scene with most people in one scene, the, this big uh, elaborate scene with hundreds of characters, all fully animated. Actually, 3,000. Yeah, all fully animated. No, no, like, just, like, five guys that all look the same. It was just completely... It was uh, wild. I, I just love the way it looked. I, I think... You know, they do they do a hell of a job, Disney. I mean, they've obviously learned... And this was executive produced by John Lasseter, I noticed, at the end. So maybe Pixar do have a hand in Disney helping them out, or technology-wise. But the hair... Oh, that, to me... You know? Being able to just sit back and not even be distracted by the way the ha- hair looks. Ten and years ago, if they'd have made this, the hair would have looked crappy. Monsters, Inc., and the hair was the biggest stumbling block for mm. the big dude, right? To get his hair, and it was a big deal. It took like years to and get that it wasn't to human right, hair. and to get it to wiggle right, and be individual strands of hair. And this is, like they said, seventy feet of a hundred thousand strands of hair. Just, and it just mesmerized me a lot of times. The way that they made it. How she would have to wrangle it up and like carry it off, and like she dealt with it and. I just imagine, as I'm watching it, like, my God, like, you have to... Th- that's animated. So every single little movement mm-hmm. of that. And they're, the bod- the ca- close, close caption, the um, motion captioning, I think, whatever they did to get their... A lot of the, like, when she'd put her little hands on her little face and some of the little tilts of her head. And it's very human now. Yeah, I mean, they re- look like bobbleheads, right? So you can accept that everything isn't perfect. 
But it's so. But I like that style. I'm glad yeah, they didn't yeah, make. I'm exactly. glad they make them bobbleheads. Yeah, don't yeah. try to look. See, to me, Polar Express is trying too hard to look like people. Yeah, this is more like and Toy Story. Creepy. Like exactly like the adults in Toy Story. You're it's a little. You're, there's a little bit of distortion, but the movement and like when she's going, like when she's out and she's free and she's running around and her the body's just the way her little feet move and the way she it's all mesmerizing to and me and it's you know for for such a bright and, and this looks amazing on blu-ray no no doubt i mean it's just it's just impeccable the entire time and for such a bright you know charming tail rapunzel tail is like dark as shit mm-hmm, very dark i mean it's really like scary if i was like if a little i was a little girl for instance and my mum was reading the storybook at night and it was Rapunzel's tale. It's quite... It's, well, it's... it's, it's the quite, story is, when she's born... Oh, their version is one thing you can, like, read. I don't know that that's the original it's, it's, version. That's it, in a nutshell. But they've... These have well, expand, they've made up These why, expanded tons on it. Yeah, the hair wasn't magic and stuff in yeah, the well, original story. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. And mm. there's... And there's she's, she does something with a spinning... Her hair wasn't golden. She, her hair wasn't magic. She could spin it into gold. Spin it into gold, that was but it. But her hair wasn't magic. She just happened to have the skill to turn... That was she it, got, yeah, She was enchanted with something, right? Yeah. So that's a whole different thing. But the story is, she's kidnapped, she's put in a tower by a witchy lady and kept there for her whole life because she could spin her hair into gold and this lady wanted her hair. It wasn't, a woman. It wasn't a woman. It was... It was a woman. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a woman. Uh, and to do with the... Spinning her hair youth. Keeping yeah. youth. No, gold. Didn't the old lady gold. in the original Rapunzel want to um, be young? I remember that too. I don't remember. And I don't know what the gold had to do with that. Or whether <laughs> the gold could make a younger... Buy something. Or maybe I had a different book. I mean, I don't know. It's possible. I, I, I'm think, I do seem to remember that flower. And the youth thing. They said the they book. made that up. They had to make that up. Remember in the extras, they said they made up that part so it would make the magic work later in the story. Mm. I do remember something about youth. Mm. Unless that's another... That'd be our assignment for next week. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's a really dark tale. And it's, it's, like, a kidnapped it's, all, it's almost child about child abuse. A, yeah, it's a kidnapped yeah. child held in a tower for her whole life until she's 18. And also um, kept away from like yep. knowing anything about the world. So like stunted and well no she's read loads of books she has but she's and she's learned all these skills because she's just alone every day she's never stepped on the grass or anything right she's been up in this tower so she's like been abused pretty pretty much locked in you know it's been pretty grim for these like so yeah it's pretty grim tale but and on the flip side you've got the parents who've been mourning the the loss of their child now for 18 years so like eastenders but then every disney story has a dead something, or mm. usually a dead parent. Yeah, come on. Bambi. Beauty and the Beast is the dead father, right? Cinderella has the dead mother. Sleeping Beauty is stolen, or, you know, cursed to sleep forever. I don't know if anybody's dead in that one. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. Lion King. Somebody's dead in that one. Lady and the Tramp is somebody. Oh, yeah. Did her mama die? His mama die? There's a, there's a death in it. Right. Um, so yeah, there's always there's something always kind of dark. I mean, I guess that's the way to pull at your heartstrings, though, isn't it? And uh, Dalmatians, Jiminy Christmas, that's really dark. That's, and she's pretty. I want to kill your puppies and chop them up. Does and make it, them into so a coat. Did, were you emotionally affected by this? I did. I cried a little. Did you? I laughed and I cried. I cried only not about her being away from the world and stuff, but when they showed the parents that they were actually 
I so, thought that was a good so scene. So humble. They were so sad. And he was just this stoic king guy. I like the king, yeah. Just the tapping into, like, oh, a father who truly wanted his, you know, has lost his daughter and powerless, of course, to find her. Which, you know, you gotta make a little allowances for that. Because, I mean, she is just out in the forest after all. She was hidden away. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was only by chance that that guy found her. True. Um, but yeah, it's it's a 70 foot, 80 foot, 90 foot tower. 70. Pretty hard to hide. Somebody would find it eventually, right? Oh, for all the mirrors. But hey, it's got it. Yes, got it. <laughs> it's an animated movie. So, um, yeah. It's just, I, it's, it is truly charming. Yeah, uh, and it's very In cla- the nicest it's very, way. It's, it's almost old fashioned, yet it's got the modern layer it's got her modern like yeah yeah you know the attitude and <laughs> the like frying pan like she's ready to defend herself and I actually think it's really it's, it is really good and, and I, at it's core it is about growing up just getting away from and most of them are I mean, yeah you know I mean there are common themes in Disney movies and it's not you know their audience their audience is everybody but a core audience is kids right who Admire that, you know, love that princess and want to be like her, or, you know. Some kids are going to hear their mothers in that bad lady's yeah, yeah. tone. And her, that one song she sings about Mother Knows Best, I was like, oh, yeah, I yeah. bet a lot of those lines of that song are things people have heard their own mother say about the world and about Mother Knows Best and you're not good enough. It's actually kind of controversial. Awkward. You know, when he says to her, um, maybe you should go out and adventure and even if it does break a heart or rip a soul out you know you've got to he was trying to get her to go home but what I'm saying is like some kids could take that on board like like yeah but you have to in life that's what I'm saying he's right yeah I know he is well (laughs) that's what I'm saying but it's kind of controversial to touch on those subjects because like young kids might be watching it and go I want to uh escape these uh walls what I'm in from you know my mother because they're young and they're not allowed and well, that's your mother. Then you should. <laughs> well, yeah. But she was. I mean, the things she said were very. I could really understand. My mother's not like that, obviously. But I know people who have ultra controlling. The kind of mother who, just like this mother, she says something semi nice and then cuts her down at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Insults her and then goes, oh, "I'm just kidding, darling." I like, like that. that. Yeah, and you're, I'm like, I know a woman whose mother was like that her whole childhood, and now she's fucked up. I mean, her mind about herself is totally screwed. So I was like, "Ooh, somebody who was writing this knows this." Lady. <laughs> well, this is a like um, this princess in here, Rapunzel, going through all that. They don't show you the years of psychiatry that she would probably need when she comes <laughs> out as an adult. Yeah. Maybe that's another like the part two. You know? <laughs> Because, um, yeah, she would be mind messed up, wouldn't she? You know? So, um, I, moving on to the cast here. I didn't put many of the cast down because it's an animated movie. There it's often hard for me to that. tell. Yeah, I know. But I put d- down these two. It's often mm-hmm. hard for me to um, tell who people are anyway, right, in animated movies. It is sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I sat watching this and didn't know who anybody was. Voice. You didn't recognize Ron Perlman's voice? No. He is, of course, the Beast from the original Beauty and the Beast on TV. But for me, Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy. Awesome movies, Hellboy. I love all Hellboy. And then the other person that people might know is Brad Garrett. Who Talking was to the mic, please. Brad Garrett, who was the brother of Ray Romano in Everybody Loves Ray. Mund. Mund. Yeah, Everybody Her Loves Ray. Ray. I didn't watch it. but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're sitting there going, who is, who is that voice? Mandy, I didn't know it was Mandy Moore right. as Rapunzel. Didn't um, either. 
No. I haven't seen Mandy Moore for a long time. She looked like super grown up. Like, like I'm thinking, when was the last time I seen her? Was it ten years ago? Was it when she was singing? I don't know. Did she sing all these songs as well? Yes. There you go. She's um, still singing. And Zachary Levi as Flynn Rider. Um, from Chuck Versus. He's the Chuck. Not from Chuck Versus, just from Chuck. He's Chuck. Every episode's called Chuck Versus yeah, Somebody. Well, yeah, but the show's called Chuck. Right. Um, but yeah, he's Chuck. I've never seen Chuck. I've seen the DVD cover to Chuck. So that's where that I've seen his face. that weird thing in the theatre that time that did a behind-the-scenes something or other. Yeah. Um, personally, he w- he's in an extra on this DVD, Blu-ray. It really annoying? It d- didn't do me any Both of them were so freaking annoying. Oh, my God. Well, we'll talk about it when we get if to If I that. was seven, maybe I wouldn't yeah, find maybe. them annoying. But, oh, my God. This is directed by two guys. Um, so it's a joint thing. It's Nathan Greno and Byron Howard who directed Bolt. Um, which Bolt's is, good. Yeah, and Bolt's the movie that... I mean, they obviously learned a lot on Bolt and moved... Bolt's brilliant, I it think. It is really Miley good. Miley Cyrus is Bolt. And, uh, I mean, is the girl. And, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that has a... I also must mention in this movie... They must have a thing for young teen singer girls. Yeah, I must mention in this movie, I love the horse. Oh my god, the horse was awesome. I mean, the horse doesn't have a voice, but... I'm sure we're not the first person to say it. He was absolutely incredible. It's just hilarious, because, like, how he... He's that... Without him ever saying anything, you know his whole attitude, just from his face, yeah. And he's like a horse dog, and he's like... Oh yeah, that's a brilliant. Whoever I love drew it when him? I love it when like because he's he's a he's a military horse and he's obviously only dealt with men, and um, yeah. when she shows him a bit of attention, <laughs> he just falls in love yeah, with her <laughs> immediately. Like, he's just like yeah. his little face is <laughs> like, like she's yeah. like you're usually just marching, you know, looking for you know you're marching through the woods and he's like yeah, yeah, nodding his head and then she's like you just need some attention and he's like oh. <sighs> like it's <laughs> he's ready to protect her. It's really it's just brilliant. It's like. A huge part of the movie, right? But you, it gets overshadowed a bit by the story of the movie. But yeah, it, while you're watching him, I just don't want him to go away. I want him to stay. And look, there. you know, he's right there on the cover. There's also the little chameleon, which I could take a leave. So. Is there a short maybe that they made with just the horse? It seems like I have to look that up because it seems like I saw something. Don't know. Like a five minute short with just that horse. Unfortunately, there is no sh- like when we get yeah. a Pixar release. There's always a short, but there was nothing on this movie. This so. So yeah, directed by these two guys who did Bolt. I'd like to see them do more stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're obviously talented guys. I mean, this is... They like girls who do this. They throw yeah. their brow and There's like, some excellent point. camera work in this movie, too. I, mean, I, know there oh, yeah. I know there isn't a camera. I mean, it's a virtual camera, but it's amazing. It's like... It goes places you don't think it's going to go. There's, do you know what I mean? Like the scene where he's galloping from the castle on mm. the horse... And the camera's kind of going around the bridge while he's going over it and stuff. All that stuff I didn't expect, because you normally just straight up, you see this, these side-on shots of horses and galloping, but they did a lot there's of there's no stuff. reason to do it now. You can put it and make it anywhere. You can literally go anywhere. Because it is a 3D world inside that they've made, right? I mean, yeah. they're actually 3D objects. Some of it, I'm sure it's just flat um, 2D images to fill in or do some textures and things, but... but and because this movie's made actually in 3D right, for there you 3D... Go. Um, you know, one of the scenes... I mean, we saw this in 2D on Blu-ray, but I'm telling you, the Blu-ray is exceptional looking. There was a scene, and it's the scene where they're in the boat with the lanterns, mm-hmm. that almost looked 3D to me. And we, like I said to you the other week, we were talking about 3D, having to look through glasses and stuff. This scene was so layered, even though it was flat. I mean, there was stuff going on. 
I can imagine it looks really awesome in 3D, that scene. Um, it looked really awesome. It, it looks out really awesome in 2D. But yeah, this is a awesome Blu-ray. I mean, if, you, you can't fault these uh, animated movies. They always look pristine, don't they? Yeah. As you introduced us in the beginning, I'll also tell people maybe this is their first time. We're at odds on a couple of things in terms of movies. I don't usually give a crap about what you do with the visuals and the audio. I think that you focus on that way too much sometimes, more than the movie and the story. And sometimes I can watch a movie in any shape or form on my phone, on my Zune, on my on a box in my laptop that's only four inches across. Not a new movie, maybe, but a movie I've seen before that doesn't have to be perfect, and I don't care about grain, and I don't care about this and that. So this is, we, this, have, we are at odds on i got to say, this is literally perfect. It looks lovely. I mean, it's perfect. There's... Because it's made on a computer, it's rendered to a disc. There's no in This is per- the sound is fantastic. Also, it uses surround sound a lot. The musical numbers sound really good. Like it, you know, it's like the most clear sound you can you possibly have. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Disney's Blu-rays. I said to you, I think mm-hmm. they've got the. They're just the best at doing it. Even the menus and everything. Everything's a lot. It seems like they made more effort. And what was the menu? Is, the menu is like an animated. It's the Rapunzel's, Rapunzel's tower, um, and it's animated. A hair drops down, and some birds fly past and stuff. And it's just that, and I like that because it doesn't spoil the movie. It's like right. it's not clips from the movie, so you know that's kind of annoying, isn't it, when they show you all the clips? Yes, you know me. Yeah. I don't want to know anything about the. Movie and you know this. This also it. mentioning this Disney Blu-ray. When you get to the trailers at the beginning and. You, there's an option immediately to play the movie. Skip the menu, which is skip awesome. everything. Skip everything and just go straight to the movie. Now, I know people with kids, when this is like the 50th time they've watched Tangled... Exactly. They don't want to sit through all them trailers or skip them all, and it's perfect to go straight to the movie. So, applause for that, because there's a lot of DV- a lot of Blu-rays we can't skip stuff, and we have to sit there and watch a trailer that we've seen the week before anyway. A commercial for Chuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we've seen it on last week's one. And it could be before. on there because it said he was in that show till 2011 and that's now. Right, so um, moving on to extras on this Blu-ray disc. Um, you're you're a bit discombobulated with your box on the right There's place. not a ton of extras on here. Um, there's two discs. You get a Blu-ray and a DVD. Um, and the deleted, there's deleted scenes, three of them. I like them because they're hand-drawn. Yeah, hand-drawn. As usual with uh, deleted scenes on animated movies, they're not, they haven't been animated. But they've voiced them, and they're good. Actually, good. One of those scenes I would have liked to have seen. At least one of them. I'd like to have seen in the movie. Right. I don't think it was redundant. I think it was actually pretty cool. Um, and I really like the scene in the pub. And there was like a, a longer version of the yeah. pub scene. Um then there's the Untangled, the making of a fairy tale, which is the, in kind of, in, it's made for seven-year-olds, obviously. Maybe five. Yeah. Anybody who's tuned into the Disney Channel. It's not made for 43-year-old women who no. have no patience for quibby little... It isn't made for me either. But I, I, I can understand. It's Mandy Moore and this Zach, Zachary guy as hosts to this 20-minute making-of thing. They're on the screen a bit too much. Uh, it needs to be a bit more of the making of, and less of them. But they got it a bit wrong. Yeah. Um, the making of bits are all right, but that. But thing they're talking that to kids, obviously. Oh, yeah, dear. the banter's not funny. Um, it's very <laughs> kindergarten. Condescending humor. is yeah. Heck. Yeah, it's it's bad. It, for me, it's bad. But there again, I'm not the audience for that little extra. Yeah, but that's what, that's my point. 
talking down to your children, yeah. act like they're idiots, then they're going to act like idiots. You know what I mean? Like, so, you don't have to be like, oh, 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 For me, oh. it's a horrible extra, but I can imagine some kids loving it, right? Possibly. Um, then there is um, original storybook openings. There's two of those. What did you think? I think I like I, it I prefer ways. how the movie Yeah, yeah, was. totally. Yeah. But they're there if you want to see them. Um, and more, it says on the back. <laughs> I'm trying to think, because we saw all of it. I think the more was just like some sneak peeks and stuff. There wasn't anything else. Hmm. So that we watch. I mean, we saw everything. So the and more could have been... Was anything on live? Like, did they have a... No. Not BT Live, but... There was no access to that. Um, no. But there was some sneak peeks of other Disney movies and stuff, which is essentially the trailers at the beginning, but you can play them. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But, yeah, I I highly recommend it just for the the visuals and the audio. I mean, to see it on Blu-ray is the I recommend it because it's a a fun movie. I recommend it for the movie. Screw the audio video. No, I'm saying it's 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 a decent value, apart from, you know, Disney usually slammed tons of extras on there, but I felt like that was enough for this. Yeah, me too. Totally. Um, oh, you get hold same. on, I know what the ammo was, and it was one of the best extras on the bloody disc. Where they count down all 50. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just play it to music, and they show number one, this, number two, and go all... Quickly. Number 15, Lady and the Tramp. You could you could test yourself and say... Oh. It shows you all 50 movies, up to this one. Um, it doesn't tell you what they are, it just shows you clips from them. So, yeah, you can sit and have a little test. It's cool, I yeah. like that seat, I like that. Um... And yeah, this is the 50th movie. You even get that cool little animated Mickey Mouse at the beginning that tells you it's the 50th. So, um, in conclusion, I really enjoyed it. Me too. I can't say I did not, and I love Bolt as well. Um, these guys, <laughs> up-and-comers. <laughs> up-and-comers. <laughs> They're not like 14 years old filmmakers. They're grown men. But I totally... I'll watch any animated thing that we watch, yeah. that we come across, right? And I like, I mean, I don't call them kids' movies anymore. I think that's no, also I don't condescending. Think it's just a movie, right? It's a different kind of movie. Pixar movies are definitely also not kids' movies. Um, they've got something for everybody. Yeah, and that's, exactly. the, that's the deal with this. They're too. just made with a different, you know, medium. You know, people are in some movies, and these are. We've c- evolved CGI. in the way an animation. It, you know, like that Disney um, cast. And, like, you couldn't make a live action Rapunzel because you can't. You no. couldn't convincingly do, without really crappy CGI uh, probably, terrible. 70 feet of feet of hair flowing behind somebody. And I feel like the combination of the outrageous kind of stunts, if you will, that get... Like, when the dam broke, that was amazing. Yeah. That was really amazing. I was actually like, holy crap, that looks... There was lots of amazing. Insanely good, right? And then they're in that little thing in the dark, and that looked really good. And then the glowing under the water. My favourite I mean, scene, though, was the pub. I thought it was so lush. If you look in that pub and if you watch it again, there's so much stuff going on that you have to see it a couple of times to get. Because there's, like, little things going on, on the, in the back. Yeah, and I'm not talking about video quality. I'm talking about... No, I wasn't either. I was talking about animation. Yeah, like, like as if it were a set of a movie and it's so rich with details and stuff. That's what we're talking about. And I about. also I love the character design of all them pub guys. All of them are so... De- oh my god, yeah. they're, they make the you want to draw cartoons. The- you know, like, come, like 
the creativity that from you know it had to start with a sketch of a guy with a humongous nose and some sparkly teeth and some funny clothes and actually that's the part in the deleted scenes when they go into the bar she calls them all like hook hook hand big nose yeah and they're all offended and they're all kind of you call me hook man hook hand man I like that part and that's the part I would have liked to seen in there just because you yes you see a bit behind them but it would have been nice to see that um, that was a good scene. So, um, yeah, thank you to Disney for the <coughs> coughing and the... <coughs> Excuse me. You, you're stomping all over Disney's mentioning. I apologize. Thank you to Disney for the Blu-ray uh, and, uh, yeah, highly recommended, both of us, I would say. Yes. So, uh, contest, see the site for details. Next week's DVD is a double bill. It's uh, Tron, classic, as they're calling it, and Tron Legacy. So, uh, back-to-back Tron... I am so... I can't, I can't. <laughs> I've never seen Tron, original Tron, in high definition or anything. I mean, the original Tron, it's always looked shitty to me. I've never seen it re-spruced up. Um, I'm excited to see it. I watched it, but then I fell asleep. Yeah. I've never even seen... this. I know it came out on DVD a few years ago. I never saw it. I didn't movie. fall asleep because it was Tron. I fell asleep because I had been up for about 30 hours. <laughs> but you've never even... So you've never seen original Tron. <laughs> no. So you'll get to see them both back to back. And I did really like Tron Legacy. And I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Because we I'm saw it on the I'm looking forward to liking it more. Yeah. I, I, I than liked. I did before. The, you just love... You're in love with it. You can't help it. You no, see past I, the flaws and you love it. You can't help I it. I do love it. I know. I, 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 I think... Tron Legacy, the music, everything, you know. Well, we'll talk about Tron next week in our <laughs> Tron show. So, um, Ace Scully recommendations and Sid Talk recommendations. My recommendations for this week are Bolt, obviously. And, Bolt uh, as in B-O-L-T, if any of you Americans can't understand his lovely accent. And um, Surf's Up, which oh, was yeah, another forget about awesome animated movie that might have gone under a lot of people's radars. but That had the dude, right? Yeah, and I really liked the style of it. They made it look like a home documentary a lot. It was really, it was good. And like yeah. grainy film footage and stuff, like like old footage of them surfing, and it was. I really liked. It, it was really good. Yeah, because uh, it was. And it looked really awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really good one, um, and I think it went underneath a lot. Yeah, it was a Sony um, one, um, but it was. It was. I remember it being amazing. Yeah, so, it surfs up. I that's, recommend That's it. a good recommendation. And my recommendations are Ella Enchanted with Anne Hathaway because it is a, it's a, I love fairy tale stories and it's got, it's still set in that time but with the modern vibe but live action and it's, I think it's really good. It's got some darkness to it and it's really fun and it doesn't have great CGI if you, you know, if you're gonna, don't pick on it. Just I was gonna go say you flow. could, one we've, forgot to mention here is The Princess Bride yes which also fits in with this I, maybe I should say you know um, I disagree and I'm a, a full I also said time bandits because to me yeah, it's a fairy exactly. tale you're a boy you don't always get I, I mean Princess Bride is but it isn't to me I don't see that as a fairy tale but maybe I should but I don't um, so do you want me to add that to the list of your recommendations well I Princess said Bride? I also said no these aren't official but I also okay. said Star Wars <laughs> you did because it's a fairy tale. To you, yes, it is. And maybe the guy who wrote it says it is. But girls might think different. So Ella Enchanted. And another one that is like a story of a fairy tale thing that has nothing to do with fairy tales is Arthur. The original Arthur. Got to do with alcohol. With Liza Minnelli and Dudley Moore. 
and lots of money and lines that I have memorized. And if you put it in front of me right now and turn the sound off, I could say it probably word for word. And then I had a third one. What was it? I don't remember now, but I had another one. Oh, was it um, the other one that I mentioned? The other Disney one with uh, Amy no. Adams? Enchanted. That, no, Enchanted. There, there is another one. <laughs> I like that one particularly. Yeah, I like it too, but... Really funny. Um, so those are mine. Ella Enchanted and Arthur. Right, so games and A. Scully stuff for this week. This week, mostly I've been playing <laughs> Crisis 2, um, mm-hmm. which I mentioned last week, the big shooter, EA. EA. I was going to say EA Sports, but... I don't EA think, Sports. I don't think they'd want the shooter to be under the EA Sports brand. Um, well, it's, we must let them control everything you say. It's the sequel to Crisis, obviously. Crisis 2. And <laughs> it picks up... I don't even know. I think it's almost immediately after Crisis, actually. Um, now, what I have to say about it is, it's, it's a very impressive first-person shooter. Really impressive, in fact. In fact, so impressive... It will mind-blow you at some points. Um, now, I made a bit of a mistake, though, because I started playing it on the Xbox 360. And then I got the PC version and played, like, the same levels up to about the same place I was on the 360 on the PC one night. And then I decided to go back to the 360 to get some achievements because there are none on the PC. And the game doesn't run as well on the Xbox 360. And it's really evident if you've played both of them. So my recommendation is, if you don't care about achievements, and you've got a PC that will run it, because you do need a decent PC, is to play the PC version. It is absolutely the superior version. You'll get the best play experience. You just won't get any achievements. So going back, playing it on the PC, I've decided to just finish it on the PC. What's great about it is, it's really long, 15 hours for a shooter, that's pretty decent, you know. We played. I played Homefront a couple of weeks ago that I finished in 3 hours and 50 minutes, so 15 hours is a decent length for a game. Um, but is that same as others, like the Halo single-player story? And no, it's longer. It's, it's one of the longest right, shooters okay. I've played, really. Most shooters are <clears throat> 10 hours. So, you know, it, this one is longer. And it's not an outstay-it's-welcome kind of longer, either. It's actually strong. All the way through. Stronger at the end than it is at the beginning, to be honest. The... Take about six hours to warm up. Like, the first six hours is pretty dull, to be honest. So stick with it. I mean, they're learning your stuff. <laughs> That's like saying, I watched a 15-hour movie, and the first six hours are really boring. But yeah, just but keep in watching. game terms, six hours is nothing, right? You can get through six hours. That's and, true. It just like, fell. It Trust flies. me, I know. Trust yeah. me, I know. We'll talk about my game time flying away. Well, it's yeah. not like sitting down and watching a, a 10-hour movie and, say, and saying <laughs> six hours of it was boring, and then, it's, then it got good. It's not like that. Um... It's six hours flies by in a game, and, and it's you know they're literally telling you what to do for the first three hours. Um, so the the hook of this shooter is, it's the future. You wear this nano suit. It's a suit that the military have developed that you wear. It's skin tight, right? It it looks kind of futuristic. It's got glowing things on it. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm saying like a Tron. Yeah, the like Tron a, is on your yeah, wallpaper. almost like a Tron suit. Um, <laughs> But this suit has some unique uh, features. Now, one of the features is it has an energy bar, like 1 to 100. And when you use any of the features, it depletes the energy bar. Then you have to stop using the feature to get the energy to go back up. But the suit's features are, one, it's called maximum armor. And what it does is it makes you bulletproof for a period of time. So it, when, you, when you equip it, it 
Kevlar comes out of it and you're instantly bulletproof. So you can run into a situation, turn it on, and you've got, you know, 30 to 40 seconds of invincibility. What about your head? Everything. Your maximum armor. You're fully... You're invincible for as long as this bar lasts, which is about 40 seconds. So there's a way of dealing with foes. If there's a room with three guys in, stick the maximum armor on, just run straight in. They'll all start shooting at you. You can hopefully finish them off in 40 seconds. There's another mode of your suit, which is maximum stealth, which turns you invisible, completely invisible, like the Predator. So you... Mm-hmm. So that opens up all kinds of options for shooting people, right? Or not shooting people, like walk into a room, go invisible, they have no idea you're there, and then sneak up behind them and take them out that way. Or just don't take anybody out, right. just go straight through there and like leave that area. Um, and that lasts a certain amount of time as well. You can't just be completely invisible the entire game. You have to manage yeah. this suit. Now, you're fighting against, at the beginning, you're fighting against other soldiers from the military who want the suit back because you've gone out you've gone out with the suit they want the suit back now things take a turn about three hours into the game where there's an alien invasion I mean that's not a spoiler because it's right on the box the front cover has them fighting aliens right so this alien invasion takes place now you're better equipped to fight aliens than most other people so now you've got these people who want the suit back and these aliens to contend with the whole thing takes place in New York City and it's like a perfectly rendered version of New York City. I mean, probably the best graphics you've ever seen. I mean, it looks... Did I show it you? Mm-hmm. Like, look up at the skyscrapers and, like, it just... At the beginning of the game, before the alien invasion happens, it looks like New York City on a summer's day. It gets really trashed further on. But, um... game's stunning. It's got multiplayer. I've not touched the multiplayer yet. just played the single player. Um, there's a... I don't want to spoil things yeah. but there's a scene that involves Central Park which you know about which is really yeah, don't, don't tell anybody one of the most awesome things I've ever seen in either A a movie or B a game I was like that's happening no no <laughs> like somebody mentions it and then it happens and I thought they were just like saying oh wouldn't it be cool if that happened but then that happens and I was like wow they really pulled that off and it's a big thing so yeah it was cool um so, Crisis 2, I highly recommend it. In fact, I've played quite a few shooters this year so far. It's only been three months, right? I've played Killzone 3 and um, Homefront. Um, I seem to remember several shooters recently. <laughs> this is my favourite one out of them all so far this year. There was the one that was really forgettable before, even. There was one that you thought was... And then you did another one that was really good. And then you did Homefront, which is like... Mm, it kind of lost its there thing. Was, yeah. this one. Yeah, there's been a few recently. Um, it's been first. Oh, Bulletstorm! I yeah. really liked it a lot. Killzone, too, yeah. or something. Killzone three didn't... was a bit dull yeah. for me, but I really enjoyed Bulletstorm a lot, and I really am enjoying Crisis Two, which I haven't finished yet. Um, I recommend that and Bulletstorm. The other game uh, I've been playing is Lego Star Wars Three: The Clone Wars. I've only played a little bit of it, so can't comment a ton on it, but it's like really improved on the last Lego games. They've like, I don't know what they did to it, but they like made it a bit more, like, involved. Mm. This puzzles. You can play co-op, which I've been playing co-op with my nephew, and we both play. And there are some levels where you're just on the screen fighting fighting all the dudes and stuff. And then it splits the screen, 
and I go off and do one thing and he does another. So each part of the screen is not even the same level. I might be in a different, completely different place. I might be on a different planet doing something that will help him, like, open a door in his You're on the same level. You're just in different locations. Totally different locations. I might be in a star destroyer. You don't move ahead in the game. You're still... No, I've never seen a split screen where it's not just we've walked away from each other. It's like, my mission is to fly a ship onto a... Fly a ship and shoot some turrets off another ship. And his mission is to be on the ship, like, unlocking all the doors. Right. So I'm doing something completely different to him, but the screen's split in half. It's really um, kind of fun, because like, you don't know what's going to happen from minute to minute. So, um, yeah, that's LEGO Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars. And the story that LEGO Star Wars 3 is covering is the Cartoon Network series, The Clone Wars. It's season one and two of that kind of combined. So you get a good amount of value. Um, today is the Nintendo 3DS launch in the United States. Um, and tomorrow. Actually, technically yesterday. Because we're, we're at one o'clock in the morning. Um, I didn't get mine on launch day. Uh, because it's stuck in Amazon shipping thing. I mean, they can't deliver on you didn't on... go to a local place to get no, it. No, and Amazon can't deliver on a Sunday. So I'll get it tomorrow. So I'll speak about it next week. But I am excited to play... Um, I've got a few games. I'll be able to talk about them next week. Also this week coming up is Need for Speed Shift 2. Comes out on Tuesday. I'll talk about that next week. And then you've put something in my section now. <laughs> Benitos. Because uh, you like them as well. It's just a... Potato, not a potato chip. It's a crisp snack yeah. made out of pinto beans. It's called Benitos. Like B-E-A-N-I-T-O's. Like Doritos, but Benitos. Yeah, and if you read the cover, it's like it's got nothing in it. Right. No gluten, no, <laughs> yeah. no glycemic. No, no, no glycemic. <laughs> Low glycemic. It was just made out of pinto beans, flaxseed, this particular version. It's actually really good. They were really good. If you like beans... And you like grainy tasting things. It's not very; they're not very salty. And I do like green, like sun chips. Or, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Like a sun chip or something. But it's actually really tastes like beans. They have other flavors, but this one's the one I got. And I just think that uh, when we both find a new snack, I think it's Benitos. Benitos. And so uh, that's my stuff for this week. Uh, just just before I finish on mine, um, Crisis Two and Lego Star Wars Three. I do recommend both of them. Lego Star Wars Three. For me, it's kind of like a price drop kind of game, though. I don't think I'd, it's not a sixty-dollar job, and it but it is available on everything, including the three DS. So um, yeah, and you love me, right? You want to add that to the list yes. every week? I'm be- I'm Eatos. <laughs> Equally, I can't believe Beanitos is in my pack. Well, I sneaked it in there. So uh, you sneaked something into mine. So moving on so to I yours. Figured I'd what is for dinner first? What is for dinner? You can smell right now. There's tofu baking, which is going to be mixed in with a like a saw like a stir fried bean black bean tofu Mexican style like with salsa and stuff mixed in burritos with a little bit of cheese in the whole wheat tortilla thing, and then we're going to have some sautéed mushrooms and onions on top of that, and I made some curry flavored rice. Oh, sounds that good. That just sounds really good. Uh, now let's get on to the um, serious matter for your um, this week. Am I done with my food? Yes, I am. Uh, you are. Um, you don't, Meaning of life? You don't often... No. <laughs> well, kind of. It is, yeah. You don't often <laughs> normally talk about games because you don't play a ton, but interestingly enough, a couple of weeks ago, I said to you that this game is coming out, and you said, I'm not interested. Not really that interested, no. No, I got you this game. And how do you feel now? Not that interested. <laughs> I re- 
This morning. Oh, that's put, a lie. put it this way. This morning. <laughs> okay, I work nights. I got home at You came back seven. from work. I got home at seven fifteen. I saw you walk in with your coat and everything on, with your laptop, with the game playing in your hand as you got out of the car. I mean, because it was on in the car. Playing it. In the I car. wasn't playing it in the I car. I mean, it was playing in the car. I turned it on when I got in the car. I opened my laptop because I had it at work because it's slow on a Saturday night, and I'd played it a little bit. I didn't get to play it much or anything. I have it on there. Kind of in between times, right? So I shut it off and everything hours ago, and I thought, well, I'll get it started now. Have it running in the car, and I'll go ahead and tell him to do these mission things. Because it's like a common... I guess I don't play other What is it, though? We haven't said what it is. Oh, The Sims Medieval. Where, I guess it's a combination of these questing kind of games. I don't play any of them, right? So I don't get, like, Oblivion and all that kind of shit, where you go do this, and you come back, and you do that, and you come back. It's definitely a new spin on The Sims, though. A a different spin. I mean, I'm a Sims fan, so... But, um, yeah, I turned on the car, set him to do, like, five or six tasks, and then drove home with the, in the car seat next to me. I wasn't playing it or touching it. And then when I got home, I'm like, I don't want to close it and reopen it and start it up again, because I know I'm going to play some more before I go to bed. And so I just walked, I had my bag on one arm and my laptop, and I said, you want to see how I came home? I saw you. And you're like, you're driving with that on now. So then I got me a cup of tea, and I sat on the couch, and I believe I played mindlessly until noon. So I, that's happened hours. several times this week. Yeah, for a couple. I've seen I've seen you sat at this computer <laughs> with The Sims Medieval on one screen, and then your laptop with The, the Sims, Sims 3. Three on another screen. Correct. Totally for hours on end. Yeah, and you know what? Anybody who says Sims people aren't hardcore hardcore gamers, they can kiss my ass <laughs> because how hardcore do you need to be? You sit there. I'm not doing anything else. I mean, I have my email and stuff that I can catch in the background. I'll tab, I'll tab out and stuff sometimes, but. It's not hardcore gaming just because you play a game for a long period of time. It's because you get so consumed with it. Like, and there's no reason for it. It's a complete waste of time, let's be honest. Yeah, it's entertaining and everything, but oh my god, five hours? of I could have been sleeping, I could have been drawing, I could have been writing a book, I could have been learning how to cure but cancer. But it's so fun. <laughs> but it's so fun. It's just a world away, and I don't even understand half of how it works, because I don't... Like, you keep going, oh, you got experience points. I'm like, what's that for? And I've played this game now for a week, and I still don't know. I like, what I like about it is, I mean, I've not played it, but I've seen it, seen, I get the gist. I actually it, think you would enjoy it. Yeah, I think so, probably, too, because it's, it's like, um, It's very straightforward if you want it to be. It's, it's donkey and carrot, stick and carrot mentality, right? Like Donkey and carrot. Carrot and a stick. <laughs> carrot and the donkey and the stick. Is that right? I think the carrot on a stick is for, like, a... It's that mentality, though, like, like do this, come back, get rewarded, go and do this, get re- that, that kind but of But it isn't just that, you see. It's a whole, it's so much more. And that's what I was getting at. I, I think it is more than that. Oh, it's totally more than that. Because you design your character with these certain traits, and then each trait, the combination of the traits, really does change. Now, if you... And did we only- mention it's medieval? Yes, yeah, medieval. So it's in, you have either a monarch, and then you have this village, and then you have a, um, you know... The just- plague... Uh, not yet, but they hint at it. People are coughing a lot, and right. she doesn't. And they have like these, like buzzing buzzes, bugs around their heads sometimes, you know. And so I haven't got a physician yet in the village on my laptop. See, I made all new people. I always make myself the queen with my blonde hair and my round butt and an orange and green dress. <laughs> of course. And then you get. Oh my god! I sound like a crazy person. And then like a design. We can't tell what Designing you're the inside of the castle just any way you want. 
Of course I do the money cheat already, because, I mean, I can't play without doing the money cheat. It's the same as every other Sim game has been lately, so... Rosebud, doesn't No. Oh, God. How far behind are you? Perpetual. No. (laughs) (laughs) Mother load. I'm a mother load L-O-D-E, by the way, in case you play. So I get the money cheat so that I can decorate. I don't get a friend. I don't get it to get away with the missions or anything, because some of them have nothing to do with money at all. It's just going to get and conquering this and finding that and talking to this person. And it is very directed. It gives you an icon on the screen of the person you're supposed to do. You click on that. And it says, Which is like World of Warcraft. I'm assuming, yeah. Obvi- yeah, well, it totally is. And that's what they're probably... They know World of Warcraft, and that kind of game is... But appealing. then on top of that, is The Sims. There's no comp... Well, there is combat, isn't there? there there's sword Yeah, fight. you can fight with people, and you yeah. can be a warrior and stuff. And I mean, there's, it seems endless. Because right now I've got my set of people that I'm building up, and you plant... You put buildings out as you go along, you make more money, and you get a better reputation as the queen, and you all this kind of stuff. And you build a, a physician's house, and a tavern, and a church, and a priestery, or whatever it's called, <laughs> monastery. You know, and you have to build faith, and you have to build business, and you have to... All these things are combined, right? But you could actually just focus on one thing and right. never do the other. You have to do quests. But if you just keep quitting the quests and go back to your castle and meeting people and building your skills and all that, you don't have to go along the line. Right. You can kind of work around it. But it is fun. You're kind of a slave to it, though. Whereas in The Sims... You can let it play. You let it play. You kind of let it go. You know, you can cook while well, I think happening. this is more like a... They're trying to focus the gameplay. If in. you said, if you were about to say it's more like a game, I would come over. No, I think they're trying to focus there. the, like, well, it's obviously a change from The Sims Three, and The Sims Three still exists and is yeah, still yeah. expansion packed, so that's there if you want it. But this is just a different way of going. Totally different because you've got. I mean, I'll just quickly you say you get a quest, and it's like find the missing child, and then you pick the person you want to play with. I only had myself yet. Because I've only got my castle. And then, you know, you add characters as you go. Um, and it just tells you, like, you need to go speak to the townspeople. Then you walk around and find people and you click on them and you have interactions with them. And then you work up your relationships with them. And then one person says, I think I saw the kid by the well. You go over by the well, you speak to the kid. You know, and there are a few more steps in there. And it goes, dun, 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 dun. you have, yeah. you know, done the thing or whatever. But in the meantime, you also have lots of time. So I couldn't just roam around the kingdom I don't have to just do, do, do. It's like Grand Theft Auto, like you say. I know I've got a mission I need to be completing. However, you don't have to. I can go over there and um, pick up these plants. And if I'm another character, I can go over there and fish. And if I'm another character, I can go and bust these rocks. And if I'm another kind of character, I can go and drink myself to death. My favorite aspect, to be honest, is that every person has a fatal flaw. Every character you create, you have to pick a fatal flaw. Then you can pick, like, drunkenness, so you can't glutton. have a perfect person. You cannot have a perfect person. You can pick glutton, drunkard, insecure, insomniac. You can pick the lusty person. You can pick the person whose parents were eaten by whales. And so your mood goes down considerably when that starts creeping on your mind. And you have to do little activity things to get it off your mind. So it boosts your mood up so you can do your quests, you know. But you can make the combinations. It seems... I know it's not endless because you only pick three, but... I don't know, it just seems like it's lots interesting. Lots of room for experiments. Yeah, and there's lots of room for me. Now all of a sudden I can go, you know what, I'm, I want to start a whole new kingdom. I want to start over. I want to make you my king. I want to give you three completely different characteristics. I want to make you mean, and I want to make you bloodthirsty, and I'll make you greedy. And I want to see, it'll be a completely different game. Whereas I make myself like a really good cook, I'm friendly, 
And my fatal flaw is I'm drunkard. I'm actually glad they didn't just take The Sims 3 and make it medieval skin. Right, yeah, yeah. Because they made a different game, which is the way to go, I think. I think you have to appreciate The Sims, Because that exists, though. The Sims. Yeah, I think you do. What I mean is The Sims But 3 I do think you should give it a try. Like, one night or one day, just plunk it on, crank it up, start your kingdom, and just see how you like the first quest. And to see if it... It's something you can... Like, I can dabble in it. I do like to play long stretches at a time, but I can just turn it on, do a quest, and that might take a half an hour, could take an hour, depending, and then be done with it for the day. Because it's a nice... I don't know, it's... And there's loads of comedy in it, and lots of good sense of humor, and, you know, I just... So it's, and I uh, get to, And you can go in the build mode anytime, and just buy all kinds of shit, and make everything different colors. I do not like... My least favorite thing is that the buildings, like in The Sims and Sims 3... It's, it's, it's almost completely, 2D, isn't it? In the 3D, in Sims 3, is completely 3D. You go in, you can zoom around. around in every aspect. In this, it's, it's like, like a, a dollhouse. It was like a dollhouse, which I do not like. Because you can't go into the buildings very far. You can kind of go why they did in. that. I don't know. Is it to make it simple? I hear a lot of assholes just saying, oh, the Sims is like playing with a dollhouse. And if that is why they did it, that's irritating. Or is it just to make it... A bit simpler, like you don't have to worry about all the... Rendering the backs of... I mean, you yeah. cannot move the walls and stuff in the castles or any of the buildings. Like in the Is Sims, the castle randomly your... generated, though? Is it different when you start a new kingdom? Or is it always the same? It's the same design. Right, but same you can, room. You can gut it, like all the furnishings. Yeah, but you can't everything. change the layout. Can't move the walls, can't make upstairs... Maybe it's just room. to make it run better or just... And it does run really well. It saves really quickly... Yeah, it seems to be a, like The Sims 3 has always been a bit of a hog. This yeah. seems way faster. And it runs beautifully on my laptop. I mean, I have an Asus, whatever it is. Gamers yeah. laptop G, G something. And yes, I only bought the $1,100 laptop so I could play The Sims. So there you go. Yeah, that good tells you my devotion. <laughs> I've bought them all. We got The Sims, the original Sims, the day after we got married because it came out that day. And we have, we've had a relationship since. with The Sims the entire time, haven't we? I mean,. I've played on the DS, I've played the Sims, Sims, a lot of the expansion packs. We I've played bought. on the 360, we tried the Wii version. Bit. I mean, didn't really like the console versions. No, no. Much. But no. I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. As long so, as they make them. Funnily enough, it's one of the 3DS launch titles. I hope they make another one of these types. Adventure. I, think I think they will if it's popular. And <laughs> if I don't I know looked, why it wouldn't be. Yeah, I was going to say, if I looked at the PC sales chart for this week... I would probably think Crisis 2 would be number one. But I wouldn't be surprised if The Sims was in, in number one either. Because you can't underestimate how many people buy The Sims. It's All a lot of those smarmy video game cocksuckers who say that The Sims isn't a real game. I mean, it came out, I don't of, even the, care it about came out the same week as Crisis 2. And They're Crisis 2 has been like, people have been waiting for it for four years. Some people. But there again, The Sims <laughs> is a big audience. We are a loyal bunch. Because there are still people playing The Sims original, yep, and The Sims Two and The Sims Three because we love it. Now you can't say that about a lot of games that you have coming. You don't go back and play Grand Theft Auto Three over and over or I, continuously. I, no, not continuously, but I have because that is a classic. I mean, I, I could go back and play that now. <laughs> um, I'd like to. I mean, all right. Put it this way: if they um, read. Redid, um, the, you know, they've been redoing these games in HD recently and giving you achieve- trophies on the place. If they did the the old Grand Theft Auto trilogy, I'd play them all again. Oh, to finish. 
you know, San Andreas, right. um, Vice City, Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto Three. I definitely play them all the way through, start to finish, because um, the classic. You're devoted to them. I'm devoted to The Sims, and I can see this is another scenario. I can imagine people making these games. They go, okay, how many husbands sit on their butts for five hours every night playing World of Warcraft, and their wives are pissed off? The wife might like this. Is just this isn't me talking. This is marketing bullshit. Well, the wife doesn't get it. She bitches about it. But what if we throw the Sims at her, but with the, the this uh, questing thing and all that shit, and then, then she'll know. You know, like that kind of evil. We even played the Sims online. We did. For quite some time. We were in the beta, so we got it for free. That was almost like a, that was questing. Well, not questing, but getting experience, leveling your person up. That was more of a Warcraft kind of deal. No, really. It's a go into the gym and... Keep lifting the weights to make the muscle gauge go up. And then it, it was permanent. Like, it stayed up. Yeah, that's how The Sims is. Yeah, but this was um, persistent. It was like your online character. That yeah, I know. I mean, that's how The Sims is, though. That's what you do, is you work up your skills. And then you can do more things faster. You get more stuff. Get better at your job. Online, it was really hard to get money. Because you yeah. couldn't cheat or nothing. You had to earn the money and then you could buy one. Yeah, thing. I like the cheats, by the way. I, don't, I'm can't, I can't wait till someone comes out with a list for this, but... Right, so is it recommended? <laughs> Only for specific people. But if you, if like, you like The, the Sims... Sims no, not necessarily. If you it. like The Sims, but you're willing to adventure out a bit with it, yes. And you can make your character and all that kind of stuff your way. So, so yeah, that's The Sims Medieval EA games. Yeah, I think you can get it everywhere. It's online. You can go and buy it in the shop, wherever. Right? It's on Steam, I think. Don't quote me on that, but it is on the EA store, right? You can Right. Go. Um, so yeah, Sims Medieval and Meaning of Life, leave that till some other week. Another day. So uh, thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about the website, sayschooly.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, any number of places on the internet. You're waving your finger at God. M- meaning of Life. You and I were sitting here. I've been playing Sims Medieval. You were sitting there, we were talking about American Dad and Family Guy. Just repeat you know, how... Like, I'm such a fan of those shows and how much you like them. I'm talking, I get online and my niece's husband, my nephew-in-law is on there. I say, hello, what are you guys doing? And he said, Ashley is playing Oblivion obsessively and I'm sitting here watching Family Guy. And I said, that's hilarious because I'm doing the Sims thing like she's doing Oblivion and we were talking about Family Guy and you're watching Family Guy. And I said to him, happy cup. And he said, I'm going to go make some popcorn for us. That, that we can have a nice evening just enjoying ourselves. And I said, we're going to go watch our movie and have a nice evening. And I said, not happy couples make the world a better place. Not happy couples. No, happy couples. Oh, okay. Happy couples make the world a better place. Yeah. Uh, happy individuals as well. But a happy couple, that's even more people do you being know what, happy. You know what? There's another thing. I, I listen to Howard Stern. I mean, I watch Howard Stern every day, pretty much. And Howard said something this week that was quite profound to me. To you. He said, somebody said to him, what do you like most about your wife? Like, why your wife over there? And he said that he likes that he can just be himself with her. And they can sit there in the house together and not even talk to each other. And that's okay. He's not the first person to say that. No, I don't mean that. He can sit there and just not talk to her forever. I mean, that's a fi- that's fine as well as talking. Like they're just comfortable with each other enough to you don't have to always be trying. Like because he said he hates that about people where you're always having to strike up a conversation. 
So um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. He didn't make that up. I'm just no, saying. No, he didn't make. I would certainly not the first person to make that observation. I didn't say he made it up. I said he said it. And it was interesting because <laughs> when you do get on with each other, you don't need to always like if you're playing The Sims. I don't need to come and talk to you all the time. You do a lot though, but no, but yeah, you, know, you don't have to. I think we I think we've sit quiet. I'll be doing something here. You'll be doing something. We're not quiet though, are we? Because you're watching videos and playing a game, and yeah. I'm in there watching TV. But we're still and not talking to each other. Correct. We're in the same but area. Still comfortable. We don't feel like, have or to. and we don't have that thing where, oh, why aren't you paying attention to me? Yeah, that, that's what he was getting at. Also. Yeah, yeah. That, that's even though his wife's real prissy, he said, and obviously you've seen her. Mm-hmm. She's not like that. She might be like that externally, but internally she's not right, not right. needy and stuff, which is good. So, um, finally, you can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. Or go to com. click on the word podcast, all your subscription needs will be fulfilled there. My world have just decided to jump out of the glass at me. Um, <laughs> You're you so can, anti- your, your arms You walk, can email feedback walk. to aschoolie.com, don't email Sid Talk, and um, stay classy Rapunzel, and never cut off your hair. Oh. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, everybody, because if you don't do it, somebody will do it for you. <laughs>